0: Okay, people, fantasy draft season is over and you brewski 150 your way to a hell of a team. The season is here and the fantasy pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for just five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. We know you'll love it. You'll say you'll keep it. But, anyways, it's nice to have options in life. The Fantasy Pass has everything you need to dominate all year long updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule, and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the Hoop Ball Discord server, where you can hang out with all our Hoop Ball pros, including myself, around the clock to get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall and get the plug for your success for the fantasy basketball season. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Lays it in to Trey, two seconds wide, Trey slaughter. good, with one, and the Hawks are going to win this game, shot clock at five, it's poked away, and comes up with it, and stops it, came up shy, another line. Collins up high, picked up by Tatum, slaps it, can't get it, Kevin lets it fly, swish, oh my goodness, yay! Welcome back to Hoopball Hawks, the show here on Hoopball Network that is taking flight. We'll be covering everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, I'm recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I am recording this after the end of the Hawks homestand here in Atlanta. As the Hawks started off four and one, they have now dropped three straight all at home to fall to 500 after losing to their divisional rival, the Charlotte Hornets, here in Atlanta, off of a career night from their free agent acquisition, Gordon Hayward. The Hawks tried to reverse the trend tonight, but ended up falling short, 102-94. It's still only been eight games, so no need to hit the panic button. It was just an off night for the Hawks. Especially when your franchise player, who... Franchise players are allowed to have off nights here and there. They're not preferred, but it happens. But nights where your franchise player has the same amount of points as turnovers, yikes. Luckily, they run it back turbo on Saturday against the Hornets up in Charlotte. And I guarantee you that Trey Young will respond. We'll get more out of him. But if they got more out of him tonight, they win the game. But you live and you learn. They'll improve, they'll look at the film, and they'll figure out how to attack this team on Saturday. And there are many other things that play factors into the game tonight. And we'll cover all of that after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm gonna plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100% just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this is your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money. Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some, in the words of future, like I said earlier, free ban, free ban. All right, we are back. Keys for tonight's game. Finish. Finish the damn game. The Hawks are 24th in fourth quarter points compared to being first in the NBA in first quarter points. I wanted them to finish like they start. As many points they put up in the first quarter, they just seem to slowly dwindle as they go through the game. I want them to have a strong opening and a strong closing. They certainly reversed that trend tonight with a bad first quarter, the worst first quarter of the earlier part of the regular season. And they tried to finish, they fought back after being down by a lot of points. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But they tried to finish, but it all came to my next point, late game execution on both ends. They failed to do that again, especially offensively. They just couldn't find ways to get open looks for people. They didn't execute on the defensive end, led to fouls, led to the Hornets getting to the free throw line. And pretty much icing the game down the stretch. I wanted to see them get reddish, harder, and bogey going tonight early, as it will ultimately help the Hawks throughout the game. If they're on, it's easier for Trey Young, whose responsibility is to put them on, put me on like in, like in the ATL uh, show. <laughs> Great show. Shout out Donald Glover. Great show. Can't wait for it to come back, but. Trey Young's responsibility is to put them on, get them going early, because you know Trey Young is going to do Trey Young things, and he's just a wizard with the ball, with the pick and roll, setting up teammates, as he's had 10 plus assists for three of the last four games going into tonight. Trey Young was off tonight. We didn't get a lot from him, and we only got something from one of the three players that I mentioned, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. I want to see defense continue to improve, game in and game out, continue to make improvements on the defensive end as a team individually, because it all needs to come together. Even though we don't have all the pieces available on the chessboard right now, the people who are in, you're getting experience, you're getting playing time, continue to grow on the defensive end, and once you incorporate everybody else, it's just more bodies, you'll be fresher, be easier to execute, and ultimately will make for better team defense. And I wanted to see them move the ball, get people multiple touches, really test this hornet's defense. As I said, move the ball around the horn, give people some open looks, open up some driving lanes, get to the cup against a smaller front court. That was easier said than done this evening. The injury report going into tonight's game available was Bogdan Bogdanovich after having ankle stiffness. He was available to play tonight. Out for the game tonight, Danilo Gallinari. Ray John Rondo, who will be out for the next three games as they're keeping him out just to let his knee heal as he's been dealing with some soreness. Let it just get fully healthy before bringing him back. So hopefully we get him back in three games and he's fresh and ready to go. Chris Dunn was out. Tony Snell and Oyeko Okongu. Starting lineup for the Hawks tonight was Trey Young at the one. Cam Reddish at the two. DeAndre Hunter at the three, John Collins at the four, and Clint Capella at the five. Game flow. As I said before, the Hawks reversed the trend of being the highest scoring first quarter team in the NBA and scored a season low 11 points in the first quarter. They got down double digits early in the game. They were moving the ball well, and Trey was trying to get people going but shots were just not falling, especially from the three-point line. As they opened the game, one of 10 from three-point range. They tried to get Reddish going early, as I said, was going to be a key, but he continued to struggle with his shot this game. They got him four looks early in the game, and he missed all four of them. Really hasn't found the bottom of the net in the last four games, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. The team would score their first basket at the 832 mark in the first quarter. They tried everything, different rotations, trying to get some fresh players like Nathan Knight, Brandon Goodwin in the game earlier to infuse some more energy, maybe some competitive spirit because they were hungry to get on the court. And nothing really worked as the Hornets behind LaMelo Ball Rookie who looked really good tonight. Had some really flashy passes. Uh, he didn't look like a rookie tonight. He had a really good night. And Gordon Hayward, who had a career night, as I said before, helped the Hornets get out to a 27-11 to lead to end the first quarter. Hawks were getting out-hustled and just seemed just out of it the entire first half. Trey Young struggled early, turning the ball over a lot, not making shots, not taking shots, really just seemed just out of sync and I know the last episode we talked about they were in sync talking about the Hawks and now they're out of sync. They seemed out of sync again to begin this game tonight. And as Trey Young is the leader, the team follows suit and they were trying to see who was going to step out, passing away from some shots, and no one was really doing that. Everybody as I said before was overpassing out of some good looks. Really looking for someone to take charge in the game. John Collins and Kevin Herter looked to be those players. Hawks were down 20 to start the second quarter. E And it was a long climb back. One possession at a time. Brandon Goodwin provided some energy off the bench. And he helped spur John Collins into having a near double-double by halftime. Kevin Herter would shoot the ball very well. But again, Hayward. Ball for the Hornets would help keep the lead a comfortable distance, 16, 18 plus for most of the first half, and Gordon Hayward would have 25 first half points. Meanwhile, Trey Young wouldn't score his first basket until the 6:19 mark in the second quarter. I said second quarter. That was the first Trey Young bucket, and Burr Ice Trader Gang was just cold off tonight it was it was weird they were attacking him on defense really defending him well forcing him into tough shots or just giving him a look that he wasn't comfortable in taking a shot he was passing out and the Hornets were just playing with just more intensity they were scrappier and more aggressive than the Hawks early on Hawks would end up being down by 19 in the first half and shot a woeful 34.9% from the field and 22% from the three-point line. The Hornets were getting out and running as they were leading fast break points early in the game, 13-2. Hawks would play much better on both ends in the second half. They really limited the fast break points in the second half for the Hornets. Collins, Hunter, Herter would carry the load offensively for the Hawks. Capella was crashing the glass at a high clip tonight. Big number of rebounds tonight. Offense was making shots. They were getting into the paint, getting to the free throw line. They had a nice little run in the third quarter to cut the lead down as low as 12 points. Looking like a comeback. And they were looking like they were going to do to Charlotte, as teams have been doing to the Hawks recently with a 15-point-plus lead in having a comeback effort in the second half. Trey and Cam were struggling. It was Capella. It was Brandon Goodwin, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Kevin Herter. Those were the five best Hawks on the floor tonight, leading them on the comeback trail. They showed some resilience and fight, and the bench came in and sparked a comeback that the Hawks desperately needed. They were enter the fourth quarter down by 14, but quickly got it under double digits, By the nine-minute mark, the Hornets' shot selection was poor, which led to some easy buckets for the Hawks, much better offensive execution, energy, competitive spirit, and the Hawks would end up taking their first lead of the entire night by the 520 mark in the fourth quarter after being down by as many as 24 points. They came back from all the way, from 24 points down to take the lead late in the fourth quarter. We thought the tide was turning. The tide is high, and we were going to hold on. But it will go back and forth as Trey Young and Brandon Goodwin, yes, Goodwin, will close out the game for the Hawks with Reddish moving to the bench, shooting poorly again tonight. But, as I said before, Hunter, Collins, and Capella, they were on the floor. They were played well in that third quarter. But, In the end, Gordon Hayward would carry the Hornets down the stretch, push the lead to five with under two minutes left, and poor late-game execution, again a theme for the Hawks, would lead to some missed opportunities and free throws for Charlotte as they iced the game. Hawks tried to get it going a little too late in the game, and they lost another winnable game late but this time it was because they did not come out ready to play. They didn't start fast like they normally did. They started slow and finished strong. Er, but still the late game execution led to their ultimate loss tonight. Love the fight, but again a little too late. The Hawks will lose. Again, 102-94 Hawks shot 37.5% from the field and 17.5% from 3 abysmal from the three-point line. The Hornets wouldn't shoot that much better from the field. They shot 37.6% from the field, but shot better from the three-point line, shooting 30.6% from there. The Hawks without rebounding the Hornets, which was expected 57 to 49 with 12 offensive rebounds for the Hawks. 25 team assists. As I said, they were moving the ball, sharing the ball, sometimes oversharing, but... I love having a selfless team, but sometimes we're too selfless to the point where like tonight, no one's really being aggressive, really taking charge until Goodwin came in and Collins really started to get it going in that second quarter. 13 turnovers tonight, but it was a much better second half in that statistical category as the Hawks had 10 turnovers in the first half that led to 14 Hornets points. They will only have three turnovers in the second half. So that was a positive that I saw as they clawed back to take the lead in the second half. As I said before, 13 fast break points at the half for the Hornets. They would only have three more fast break points in the second half to the Hawks. Eight, so 16 total fast break points for the Hornets and eight for the Hawks. Again, Much better in the second half, as I said before. And the Hawks scored 58 points in the paint, which is great. But again, they shot horribly from the three-point line. So points in the paint, shooting horribly from the three-point line. Not a recipe for winning. We're going to get into the individual team stats for the players. But first, a quick plug for the Bruise letter. Okay, quickly, we need to pause the show for an announcement. And it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise letter is back. Oh, yes. Back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, the GOAT, is writing an email newsletter filled with its most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in an email newsletter. And you can sign up to get it for free. I said it for, 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 for free. Just go to bit.ly slash Bruise 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nove, diez. 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash Bruise 2021 and you get it straight from the go and brewski into your inbox and enjoy the nuggets to help you succeed in your fantasy basketball league all right we are back make sure you check out the free bruise letter straight to your inbox straight from the go and dropping some nuggets and knowledge to help your fantasy team succeed i don't know about you but i like winning and my fantasy teams this year are good. And if you want your fantasy teams to be as good as mine, check out the Bruise Letter. Back to the Hornets and the stats. Career night for Gordon Hayward. 44 points on 15 of 25 shooting. He went four of nine from the three-point line, added seven rebounds, and he killed the Hawks from start to finish. He was aggressive hitting the mid-range jumpers, obviously hitting his three-pointers, like I said. They really did not have an answer for him as he was running pick-and-roll action. He was just picking his spots on the floor and really just carrying the team through stretches the entire night, really showing everybody that he's worth the money that he was offered and given from the Charlotte Hornets. A lot of people laughed. Even I did. I scoffed at the contract. I didn't think it was really warranted, but... He had the last laugh tonight, career night. LaMelo Ball off the bench gave him a huge lift with 16 points from the rookie on 6-12 of shooting from the field, 2-5 of from the three-point line, hit both of his free throw attempts, added five assists and eight rebounds with only one turnover. The rookie's looking really good, and he was my preseason choice for rookie of the year. I know a lot of people... We're wondering, oh, his shot looks so bad. He's immature, blah, blah, blah. He's looked really good for the Charlotte Hornets tonight. He had some really great passes. He had a great no look in the first half that he hit an open player in the corner for an easy three. I want to say that was Gordon Hayward. So he really has nice chemistry with this team already. And it's only a matter of time before he is in the starting lineup because of the impact that he presents when he's on the court. He's been very productive. He's been very efficient. So, and he's the only one that contributed really from the bench tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. No one else really to mention. Scary Terry, Terry Rozier, had 14 points tonight on 4 of 10, shooting from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, hit 4 or 5 free throws, added 3 rebounds and 2 steals. Devonte Graham, who's been struggling with his shot throughout the early part of this regular season. Shot still struggled, but scored 11 points, added 7 assists and 4 rebounds. P.J. Washington, Swiss Army Knife, did a little bit of everything tonight, scored 9 points, grabbed 10 boards, dished out 4 assists, had 2 steals and 3 blocks. For fantasy purposes, that's a stat stuffer, and I would keep an eye on P.J. Washington. He's really game-to-game, but... When he's in, he's usually pretty productive. For the Hawks, John Collins, one of the few consistent pieces for the Hawks tonight. Started slow, but after mid-first quarter, J.C. tonight had another double-double by halftime and would end the game with 23 points on 9 of 16 shooting, going 5 of 7 from the free-throw line, but attempted no three-pointers tonight, but still pretty good night shooting the ball. He grabbed 11 boards, including four on the offensive glass, and added a steal and assist. He was aggressive. He was trying to carry the team at times with his energy, with his effort, crashing the boards, scoring in the paint, but he couldn't do it by himself. He really didn't have a lot of help from Trey, the guy who normally is the leading scorer for the Hawks, but I'm glad to see that he can do it, and the Hawks still only lost by eight points. In, if they would have got anything from Trey Young, they certainly would have taken this game. Kevin Herter stepped up. We needed someone on the bench to step up. I said they either needed to get Reddish, Herter, or Bogey going. And Herter answered the call, scoring 19 points off the bench on 7 of 15 shooting from the field and hit five three pointers tonight. And currently to start the early part of the regular season, Herter is shooting 41% from three early, which is great from Kevin Herter. I wanted to see him be over the 40% mark this year. Let's see if he can keep it up. He added six assists last night and five rebounds. DeAndre Hunter, Mr. Consistent as well for the Hawks, scored 17 points on six of 15 shooting tonight. Not as efficient and he went 1-7 from three, and they weren't falling like they had been in prior games. But he added five assists as well, six rebounds, and a steal. Continues to play well on a defensive end. It continues to be consistent. It continues to have a pretty good start to his second year of his NBA tenure. Clint Capello scored seven points. Not as efficient tonight, but grabbed 19 points. Rebounds. I repeat, he grabbed 19 rebounds tonight, including six offensive rebounds. I expected him to dominate the boards tonight, as I said before, they were going against a smaller front court. I thought he would get at least a double double, but you're like I said, you're, not, you're never going to complain about a 19 rebound effort ever. He also added a block, but 19 rebounds is extremely impressive. Would have loved to seen him get a few more baskets. Maybe get 12, 13, and in grand scheme of things, that makes a difference. And the next player, as I said before, Trey Young, only had seven points tonight. Seven points. He only took nine shots. You're a franchise player only taking nine shots and only shot three three three-pointers. It was just an odd night from Trey Young. I hope everything's all right. That's all I got to say. I'm sure he's going to bounce back. I have the utmost faith in him, but... Two of nine from the field, 0 oh, of three from the three point line. And he added three assists, five rebounds. But again, he had the same number of turnovers as he did points. Seven turnovers tonight. Not a great night from Trey Young. They played, as, as I said before, they played really good defense on him, made it really tough for him all night. And he said that he just tried to get everybody else some looks tonight. He was trying to just really get everybody else going. And in the end, he kind of ran out of time to get his shot going. So I look for that not to be the case on Saturday. I expect him to be very aggressive. And if I had to guess, I would say he's going to definitely have at least 23 points on Saturday. That assist total, I think the whole team will play better. They get a day rest tomorrow. They get practice the next day, then travel day. I say 23 points, 11 assists, three steals. He's going to get some effort on the defensive end. He's going to hit three three-pointers. So I'm going to go ahead and write that down. Let's see if I'm Morpheus, Nostradamus, whatever you want to call it. So I went ahead and wrote it down. Audience, hold me to the standard. Slide in my DMs. Really mention me. If I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I want all the credit. Regardless, I want all the smoke. Anybody afraid of no smoke over here at Hoball Hawks. Moving on to a Hawks player that really looked good off the bench tonight, Brandon Goodwin. He's been looking, besides last game, he's looked really good three of the last four games off the bench, really providing some energy, really being a good facilitator, putting effort on both ends of the floor, and he continued that tonight, scoring nine points tonight on 4 of 10 shooting, going 1 of 5 from the 3-point line, added 3 rebounds and 2 steals. Bogey, shot struggled again tonight. I said he was, him and Reddish, the next two. They were going to be keys tonight, and they struggled, which ultimately led to an L outside of many other things, as I said, tonight. Bogey, in 18 minutes, coming off an ankle injury, so give him a slight pass. Only had 2 points, 2 rebounds. To assist, only getting 18 minutes. Probably were really cautious about using him. Still, probably working back some as he was probable going into the game. He'll have a day of rest, maybe get a little bit more treatment the day after that before they travel. I expect him to be a lot better on Saturday as well. I'm gonna go on the, on the ledge and say that as well. Cam Radish again struggled shooting the ball tonight. I know in the last program, I said maybe there needs to be a change whenever Rondo comes back, have him come off the bench. Because obviously, as I said before, Rondo won't eat up shots and he can help ignite Cam Reddish and give him looks and give him more shots than he had been getting prior to tonight. He got 15 shots tonight, but only made three of them. Not efficient at all. He scored eight points on those attempts, added two assists, four rebounds, and he went 0 of 8 from the three-point line. And he struggled the last four games. Since his 20-point performance versus the Nets, Cam Reddish has averaged eight points per game, which is not good, especially if you're going to be in the starting lineup. He shot 11 of 41 from the field, totaling at 27%. And he's 4 of 19 from the three-point line, totaling at 21%. 21%. So, we got to get Cam Reddish going. We got to get Bogey going. We got to get him healthy. We got to get a lot of players healthy. Trey Young's got to be better. I like what I am saw from Herder. I like the consistency from Hunter. I like Collins continuing to be aggressive game in and game out. But we just got to just have a complete team effort. And since the beginning of the season, especially that Bulls game, The second game as well, I I would say that those two games and then the win against the Brooklyn Nets, we haven't had a complete game since, and we need it on both ends of the floor. That's the only takeaway I'm going to say. I'm not going to hit the panic button It's early. If you look on 2K, when you're playing your little season, those 10-game stretches, they fluctuate. You fluctuate every 10 games. Different circumstances, injuries, are you on the road, are you at a home, other, you know, Outside circumstances, as you know, people will continue to tell these guys with everything going on in this country to shut up and dribble. But just like it's affecting you as a person, it's affecting them. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Trey Young mentioned just getting everybody on the floor, then the people who are on the floor together continue to fight, continue to fight hard and play for each other. They talk about the we mentality, continuity. They need to just continue to work on continuity, continue to work on. Getting everybody to be as efficient in their roles as they possibly can. I know Trey Young was trying to test that out tonight. Maybe not the right night if you're trying to get out of a two-game skid. But as I said before, it's like a game four, game five scenario. The extra day. Just talking about you have a home opportunity. Then you go on the road and play them. You get another shot at this team. Another quiz. They dropped the first game. To the Nets, they ended up winning the second game in dominating fashion, getting that complete team effort, team performance. They'll have an opportunity to watch film, rest, get some players healthy, see what worked, see what didn't, correct some things, figure out how to tighten up on a defensive end, work on some things offensively, and go out there and execute on Saturday. As I said before, I expect big gains from Trey Young. I think John Collins will continue to be aggressive as he was tonight. DeAndre Hunter's been consistent. Herter's been coming on. We need to get Cam Reddish going. We need to get Bulky going. I like what I've seen from Goodwin. Bruno Fernando, you didn't play tonight. They put a rookie over you. That was a shot. You got to come out and play, man. You got to be ready to play. The whole team's got to be ready to play. As I said, they struggled to start the game, but they battled back, Show some resilience, Show some fight, Show some heart coming back down by 24 to take the lead. But again, continue to work on late game execution. Hopefully they can spend the next couple of days really focusing on the little things to execute down the stretch so they can get out of this three game skid, go to Charlotte, get a dub because their next opponent, the Philadelphia 76ers, who've been looking really good early on in the season will certainly not be a cakewalk. We've lost some winnable games in, it's better to do it earlier in the season, but we need to get out of that trend of losing games that we should win. And we went and beat the Nets. I'm assuming that we're going to be up. Hopefully we we'll get some players back and healthy. But we're going to be up when we play the 76ers after this Hornets game. We got to be ready. We got to be ready every night. It's not given. We're not getting the calls. People complain about the officiating we got to take it game in and game out. This is the respect tour. We got to the 4-1 record. People started getting high and mighty. But again, we haven't done anything. We haven't been in the playoffs in three years. We're still earning respect around the league. So it's easy for Steve Nash to go and complain about the calls Trey Young gets. And then he's not getting the same calls since then. Because we're not given that same respect yet. We're not... In the conversation of the 76ers, of the Celtics, of the Heat, Bucks, other top teams in the upper echelon of the East. We can be there. We gotta continually compete, improve, game in and game out on both ends of the floor, close games, execute. So like Coach Lloyd Pearson continue to say, compete. That competitive spirit, it's been waning over the last few games. And I don't know why, but they gotta find it on Saturday so they can have a good taste in their mouth, get a dub, get off this little three-game snide, feel good about beating your division opponent before you go and play Philadelphia the next game. So with that, that's all we have for the program today. Wasn't the most positive, but we did have an L. It wasn't a good L. We saw some good things, but it was a lot of bad. Still a young team, still early in the season. Do not lose faith. Do not... Throw rocks at our coaching staff, at Trey Young, Cam Reddish, any of them. It's still game eight. I know Mr. Player Development, Jordan Boatwright, shout out Jordan. He said he was going to wait till the 20 game mark. We should wait a little bit longer, see how this plays out. Because the more this team plays with each other, the better they'll be in the long run. So if you love what you heard today, give us five stars, give us a good review, share it, tell a friend. Tell your homie, your partner, and them, your cousin, your auntie, your grandma, your uncle, grandpa, whoever, about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. That's no cap, no smoke. Check the numbers; they don't lie. Share with fellow Hawks fans and NBA basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Follow us at Hoop Ball Hawks on Twitter. That is at Hoop Ball Hawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett. Six, seven. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. It's always Yor. let's get this money Saturday versus the Hornets up in the Queen City. You heard me?